Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we are joined by Christina Holly. Christina is a business leader in strategic and operational HR activities, focusing on employee engagement, talent branding, and driving a culture of well-being. At Gap, Christina plays a key strategic role in change management initiatives and creates a multi-level approach to retaining employee feedback. She also brings extensive experience on succession planning, performance management, labor employee relations, and transformational change. What HR skills do you have to stay relevant? Join the Academy to Innovate HR to learn modern and relevant HR skills, all 100% online and self-paced. Visit AIHR.com to find online training programs on popular topics like HR analytics, HR digital, learning and development, talent acquisition, and organizational development. Visit AIHR.com and get the skills you need to hit your HR career goals. Christina, welcome to the show. Hi there. Nice to, nice to be here. So beyond my wee introduction there, Christina, uh, please tell our listeners a bit more about yourself and your, if I may so-so, rather impressive career background. Oh, wow. Uh, thank you for that. Um, I am currently working as the HR business leader in Canada on the logistics side of the business. Um, and I uh, uh, also support um, engineering and maintenance throughout uh, the, the network. Um, Gap is a, a large global retailer. Um, it's not just Gap, it's Gap Inc. And uh, we have multiple brands under our umbrella. So we have Old Navy, Banana Republic, Gap, just to name a few of them. Um, so that's my current state, but I, I have a lot of HR experience, probably 20 plus years uh, in multiple industries. I do believe you know, we're very fortunate to be in the world of HR that we're not locked into one specific industry. So I've got hospitality behind my belt. Um, I've worked at Coca-Cola and uh, some very labor intensive environments. Um, I've also worked in 3PLs. And, you know, now I am working in Gap uh, on the logistics side, and it's just a wonderful experience. So I truly believe diversify, diversify if you can uh, to learn as much you, as you can in our wonderful profession. So that's a little bit about me. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Now then, um, it's, been, it's been a heck of a year, Christina, mm-hmm. and, uh, and uh, professionals who've been challenged more than more than many others perhaps are are those in and around hr um from 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 what you and your team have gone through talk to me a bit about the 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 biggest workplace challenges that that you've faced during the crisis yeah so it's interesting because um hr has to wear many different hats don't we uh especially when it comes to crisis i i truly believe that um we are leaders um in how we show up um, the COVID crisis, which we're still kind of in right now, um, it has changed the way that we've actually looked at things. Um, safety um, within the environment is critical to a whole different level. Safety was always important, but uh, it's it's moved up to a, a different top notch 
requirement before we even people come in the door. You have to remember um, on the logistics side of the business, uh, the, the actual distribution centers, they stayed open. Um, we never stopped and we needed to make sure that people were feeling safe when they were coming into the environment. Um, you know, we had to think quick, we had to adapt, we had to put things into place to make sure that everyone understood that their safety and well-being was uh, front and foremost. Uh, we did things like, you know, added additional PPE, you know, putting new hand wash basins. Everyone has to wash their hands before they enter, uh, you know, temperature checks and social distancing. It's just a whole different level of requirement um, and expectation. So uh, what I would say from, you know, the HR team, we've had to be adaptable. We had to be here. We had to demonstrate flexibility. And, you know, there was a lot of um, helping uh, our teams along just, uh, uh, you know, we have a lot of associates uh, here uh, within, within Canada just to make sure that they felt comfortable um, throughout this whole situation. And also, you know, treating them in a way that was respectful. There was high anxiety at that particular time. People were questioning about work and what was happening, but we always kept our folks whole um, because we didn't want to add extra layers of stress onto what was what was already a stressful situation. So those are those are some of the things from a from a you know a pandemic standpoint that we had to put in place. And I would say that our HR team had to move very quickly, um, you know, with policies and putting things in place just to, to make sure that we were always doing the right thing. So, you know, for example, we didn't have, we, we put our attendance policy to the side um, uh, during that time. It didn't, it didn't matter. It was, if people didn't feel safe about being here, then they didn't need to be here. We were always being open and kind of hearing from our folks as to how they were feeling. Okay, thank you. Now, um, talk to me a little bit about the the, the mechanics, the, the the procedures in in terms of how how you and your team went about engaging with with the workforce during these challenging times. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 you know, what, what were those what were those conversations? What were those plans that you put in place to make sure? that the, the communication were, was effective, that, that your employees felt like they're being listened to? Yeah, so I, I am a, a grassroots kind of gal. Um, I believe that um, you really need to be present. So, you know, it, it's so interesting because in the time of this whole situation, um, you know, everyone's being advised to have distance and stay, you know, certain feet apart, but people still needed to feel very connected and how do you do that, right? You need to actually be present. So from, uh, you know, for me in particular, I had the capability, people on my team had the capability of working from home, but I didn't, you know, we rotated in and out just to make sure that people understood that we were here with them um, because there was childcare issues. There's all this other stuff that's going on at the same time. But I think that from a leadership perspective, it doesn't matter where you sit, if it's an HR or any other uh, place within within your organization, you need to be present. So we were there. Uh, we were communicating regularly. We were um, in the mix with them throughout this whole process. And you know, here's here's a beautiful example, something simple, but I think it's important to talk about. Um, 
you know, we need to make sure that we're providing a safe environment. So that's that's the first thing. And then the connection piece, um, we, you know, I was identifying that, you know, people were, were kind of feeling a little bit of anxiety and a little bit unsure. So we put into place um, a campaign of hope in the middle of all of this. So something very simple, right? So how do you engage people when you're told to not be together? So in, in GAP, we have wonderful, like a wonderful culture, wonderful engagement scores and all that. Um, but we actually put into place um, this campaign of hope where we got locally everyone to wear yellow shirts on specific days just to kind of show that we were going to get through it together and we were connected and through it together now the power of this it's such a simple concept you're like oh wow you know because we we leverage visual cues to let people know and everyone more there it was beautiful it, it just kind of gave that spark and that that tunnel of hope um so then that went even further that our remote workers also wore yellow on the same day. And then it went all the way to like uh, San Francisco and went global that everybody throughout the globe wore, wore yellow the same day to, to promote this campaign of hope that we were in it together. It didn't matter where you were sitting and we were going through challenging times, but it was something that, you know, as a culture, our culture, particularly here, that just because we're in the middle of chaos that we didn't, we didn't forget about each other. So being in it together was really important. So that, that's one. Um, another one, uh, you know, again, grassroots, like really being present um, for supervisor uh, touch bases and in, in the morning kind of meetings that I wouldn't normally be present for. Um, my team would show up, we would be engaging to kind of get, you know, bottom up feedback to see how people were feeling. Did they need, did they need anything? What were um, the extras that we could do to make people feel at ease? And that was super powerful, again, because it kind of went with this whole idea that we were in it together. Um, and that we weren't just asking people to go out on the floor and kind of push out product and it didn't matter. Um, that, that definitely went a long way. And then we would have senior leaders go down into the cafeteria on a regular basis. Um, as we found out stuff, we would be letting them know. And I think that that communication key, that, that communication piece is key. Uh, the reason being, if you don't fill that void, someone else will. And from a leadership perspective, when we are going through severe crisis, um, we need our leaders to step in and kind of be who they have to be in that moment. So that those are some of those things. Um, I think that connection piece is, is critical. So you can have all the tools in place, but if you're not connecting with your employees, then it, it, it's, it's a superficial fix. So firstly, I'm just going to say I really respect the, the the fact that you guys took that initiative and everybody was wearing uh, the, the the yellow shirts, um, not least because my favorite soccer team play in yellow. So that, <laughs> that's my first point. Um, I want to I, I want to um, delve a bit further into something actually you, you, you finished up with there when you're talking about the tools that you use to to measure success. And, and know that you've been making a difference during this time. Um, can you point to any particular technologies or or generally, you know, maybe you guys prefer um, Pulse over deep surveys? 
um, maybe a, a more traditional review format. What, what, what do you guys find works well for, for, for measuring the, the happiness, the engagement uh, with, with, with yeah. your employees? Yeah, so there, there's a couple of things. Again, it's um, it's the connection piece. We, um, we do have pulses here. Um, we, instead of, we were moving away from, hey, we're gonna do one culture survey once a year because that, that to me doesn't really suffice. We started creating our own simple, again, grassroots because, you know, costs and all this stuff, but like, you know, our own surveys that we can go out with iPads and make sure that we're actually pulsing out and we create our own questions around it, around engagement and seeing. Um, how they're doing a little bit different than what has traditionally been done because you know it's one thing to to get your culture survey once a year but you're already you're you've already missed it right the key is to get feedback in the moment so you can redirect and uh, and address things as they kind of come through so there there's that piece and then also I know that um, we've been surveying our remote workers to make sure that they're feeling engaged or things that we could be doing to to potentially do better um, other parts of uh, a labor piece um, like a, a tool which I think is quite interesting we've just moved into it it wasn't necessarily COVID related but I think it really talks about the work of the future and how we're kind of shifting is that um, we have an app now that assists us with um, getting, uh, creating our own contingent labor. Uh, this company has helped set us up. It's actually really cool. So um, you can pick up shifts, right? So think about, uh, I'm going to use a mom, a stay-at-home mom that has to drop her kids off in the morning and pick them up at night. But I mean, pick them up at three you could still post out shifts um, and have like a, a four hour shift instead of looking at it as though it's an eight hour shift or that you have to work this block of time. We can now through this app post out shifts that, you know, four hours here, we need another five hours to be covered. And then our own pool that's within this uh, application can post and say oh yeah i'll take that one i'll take this shift i'll take that which is awesome because we can also leverage students and whatnot but the, the reason why i'm sharing that like these applications um are really showing how the work is shifting right so in the past it was very much about okay you know you only can work this block this is all i have and you need to work if you don't want it then you need to go we need to kind of shift as organizations, which we're starting to do, which I think is fabulous, that to kind of look at how do we break it out? And it's really about the employee experience and the flexibility to potentially get a win-win for both parties. Okay, we have got two minutes left oh, uh, of this interview today. <laughs> so, um, giant question for you. Before we um, before we ask you how we can learn more about you, a giant question for you, and I'm going to ask you to answer this in 60 seconds or less. Biggest challenge for you for your day, probably. Um, and 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 the question is, how do you think work will be forever changed by COVID? So once we're through this period, what what, what are those processes? What are those ways that we work together that will never go back to to what things were like before? 
So I, I think that we need to be honest about the way that we've acknowledged that uh, technology has changed the way that we work, right? We don't necessarily need to be in the office. We don't necessarily need to be FaceTime altogether a certain way. But what I will say is our whole mental health component, that self-regulation piece, we need to make sure as the businesses are evolving and leveraging tech, we need to make sure that we have self-management of ourselves, right? So, you know, the nine to five day doesn't exist anymore. It is whenever you're available via tech, but we as organizations need to kind of help our, our employees understand that it's okay to tap out. It's okay to close that door. Um, and I think that this is going to be a piece that we need to kind of figure out as we move forward. But uh, because now, obligate there's an obligation now it's like we have we have a duty to care it's the entire employee it's not just their physical component there's the emotional and the mental well-being that we need to make sure that we're looking at and then as the work's adjusting we need to make sure that our people are are taking care of themselves as, the, as they get there excellent I, I think that was about 64 seconds i'll forgive you on that one not bad at all. <laughs> um and uh, just finally how can how can our listeners connect with you personally uh, through linkedin or elsewhere and and also um well i guess they can go into a store but how can they learn more about all of the wonderful initiatives happening over at cap yeah, I, I think uh, LinkedIn is probably the best place. I love messages. Feel free to tap out. Um, I'm, I, you know, uh, we're always posting all the wonderful things that we're doing. Also, for any of those listeners, listeners out there, we are hiring. So feel free to kind of give us a tap. We would love to kind of bring some wonderful people into this culture that we have here. I have a good friend who used to work at Banana Republic. You said that's part of Gap, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm like doing a plug right now. So I really appreciate it. If you can <laughs> uh, well, my buddy worked there for many years and he loved it. And, he, and then he got a uh, he got a corporate job, but um, he, he kept doing it on weekends because he just enjoyed doing it. So okay. there you go. Um, right, listeners, uh, that just leaves me to say for today, Christina, thank you so much for being a guest on this episode. Thank you for having me. Show. And, and listeners, until next time, as always, happy working and stay safe. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.